the major hurdle many of us EC business operators face is the guilt, the nagging feeling that we should be doing more at work, at home, everywhere. We are caught in the endless cycle of to-dos, trying to fulfill our role as business leaders, educators, parents, partners, friends, etc. But I want you to know you are not alone in this. It's not just your struggle, it's ours. You can empower yourself to step outside of the constant whirlwind, bringing harmony and joy back into your life and into your early childhood business. Remember, it's about thriving, not just surviving. And when you master this balance, you'll see it's not just your personal life that benefits, your business will flourish too. You'll be more focused, more energized, more creative, and that's the key to success. So let's step into a world where balance is no longer a dream, but a reality. I'm Kelly Peek. I've spent the past 26 years growing multiple million dollar early childhood businesses. I'm here to help you navigate both the messy and magical seasons of your early childhood business with simple, actionable strategies. It is my goal to make your life a little easier working with our most prized possessions in life. If you're ready to control the chaos, ditch the exhausting overwhelm, and keep the joy, then be sure to join us at kellypeak.com. Well, hello there, CEOs, confident early childhood operators. It's Kelly Peek again with the Early Childhood Business Made Easy podcast, where we help early childhood business owners and operators implement profitable business operation strategies so they can find more time and freedom without that chaos and overwhelm. Now, I am thrilled that you've joined me on this journey to create a flourishing early childhood business while maintaining a balanced life. You could be managing or operating a preschool, a childcare center, a play cafe, an enrichment program of some kind, any business that services families and children. Now, I know how demanding this line of demanding this line of work can be. Long hours, countless responsibilities, and that heartfelt dedication to the families we serve. But hey, that's why we're here, right? So together, let's find the answers to keep the chaos at bay while living that time freedom lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's topic, the crucial importance of work-life balance. It's a subject that is so close to my heart because like many of you, I have felt the pressures of juggling a thriving business and a satisfying personal life. I've been there on the verge of burnout, questioning whether it's all worth it, watching as I sacrifice my own family. But let me tell you, finding that perfect equilibrium between work and life, I promise you it is possible and it's transformative. So are you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted? Are you missing out on precious personal moments because of the demands of your EC business? Well, we're going to tackle this challenge head on and provide practical strategies to help you restore a little bit of balance and most importantly, to keep the joy and passion in your work alive. Now, I bet you're asking yourself, can I really achieve work-life balance while managing an early childhood business? Well, this sounds great, Kelly, but how can I achieve this when I'm battling an ever-growing to-do list? The sheer volume of tasks, I know what you have on your plate, but I'm here to reassure you that by adopting the strategies we're going to discuss, you'll not only manage some of these tasks, but you'll also find space for yourself. 
Now, the major major hurdle many of us face is that guilt, the nagging feeling that we should be doing more at work, at home, everywhere. We're caught in an endless cycle of to-dos, trying to fulfill our roles as business leaders, as educators, as parents, partners, friends. But I want you to know you are not alone in this. This is our struggle, not just yours. Now, without balance, we risk our health, our happiness, relationships, and ironically, even the success of the businesses we work so hard for. The kind that doesn't just make you a better operator or manager, but also enriches your life. Imagine a world where you're not just surviving each day, but thriving. If we don't address this one, the cost could be your passion, your health, and ultimately, again, that success of your business. But once we overcome this challenge, we unlock increased productivity, creativity, and an overall sense of fulfillment. Now, my journey in early childhood started just like yours, filled with passion and dreams, but the overwhelming demands began to overshadow the joy. And that's when I decided to make a change. I applied some of the strategies we're going to discuss today, and I've seen remarkable improvement in both my personal life and my business. We have seen many of the clients that we serve on the brink of giving up their preschool or play cafe or enrichment program due to immense pressure. However, after applying a few of these methods, they now enjoy their work more than ever while spending quality time with their family. They are proof that we can overcome this and so can you. Now, before we dive into the three key elements that will really help you achieve that work-life balance, I just wanted to share a little bit of perspective. One of the things that I have learned in my almost 25 years in this industry, whether it was my um, years in corporate America, leading the kinder care initiatives, or owning my own multi-million dollar businesses, I learned the hard way, but I want to share this with you. There really is no perfect balance. Balance is what you make it. I believe there is balance because my idea of balance is some days my family wins and my business takes a back seat. And on other days, my business wins and my family takes a back seat. To me, that is what I have defined as balance. And for me, I can now find balance because when something happens at work that I have to sacrifice something at home, I know it's okay because there are going to be other times when something's going to happen at home and I'm going to have to sacrifice at work. I know that it all works out in the end. And to me, that's balance. For me, it's never 50-50 in the sense that at any moment, I'm going to have 50% home life, 50% work life. For me, it's just knowing that sometimes it goes well in one area and sometimes it's going to go well in another. And when I accept that, when it's not going well in a certain area, I'm okay with it because I know it's because somewhere else in my life is going well. So for you, my friend, you have to define for yourself what is balance to you. What does it mean to you and where in your life do you feel you need it most? Because at the end of the day, you will only find peace when you accept and let go. And so I just wanted to share that with you as we dive into some vital keys when it comes to exploring work-life balance. Now we're exploring the vital importance of achieving that work-life balance while managing your early childhood business. So again, we're going to talk about three key strategies to help you facilitate this balance. Number one, delegation. Number two, time management. And number three, self-care. By delegating tasks, we free up time to focus on key aspects of our business 
and our personal life. Time management through clear boundaries and strategic planning, it enables us to enhance productivity and reduce stress. And lastly, but probably the most simple and most important, by prioritizing self-care, we ensure our physical and emotional well-being, which in turn fosters a positive and energetic business environment. By implementing these strategies, you can look forward to increased productivity, creativity, and overall fulfillment in both your personal life and your early childhood business. Now, let's delve into the three key points to achieving that work-life balance in your early childhood business and help you transform that chaos into calm. First, delegation. As a leader, it's vital to share responsibilities. Invest in training your team and trust them with tasks. Successful EC business owners and managers have more freedom because they get things done by knowing how and when to effectively delegate. Being able to use your team wisely makes both you and your team far better. Many of us find it hard to hand over our tasks to others, right? Fearing that they just won't do it. I'm doing air quotes here our way. But I assure you, effective delegation is the key to freeing up your time and energy. Delegation is one of the most important skills for any leader to learn to apply. When you delegate tasks to your team members, you greatly increase your ability to deliver the results your business depends on to grow and thrive. Controlling the chaos, well, it begins with building and trusting your team by working with them to identify areas of individual growth that results in added support and freedom for you. Delegating empowers your team. It builds trust and it assists with professional development for them. Of course, delegating tasks can lighten your workload, but delegating does more than just get stuff off your plate. It really does help you build your team. As you know, now know you need to delegate, work to have more freedom, but it might not be obvious or seem as easy to identify what tasks should go to which team member. This instinct about which team members are best suited for which tasks, well, it comes with practice and it can be learned. This instinct comes naturally for some, but others not so much. This is why I created the Delegation Roadmap. It will help you make delegating assignments as you're learning to build your delegating instinct. Once you've identified the tasks you can delegate, the next step is to determine whom to delegate them to. The delegation roadmap will help you decide who on your team can help with each task or if you need to hire an expert. Team members appreciate when you take advantage of their strengths and encourage them to break out of their own routines. They respond better when they feel they've been chosen for a particular task rather than having to volunteer for it. Plus, it eliminates competitive squabbling amongst employees if the directives come right from you. There's no use in fighting over who's doing what. And this is especially critical if you manage a large team filled with even larger personalities, which as we all know in early childhood businesses often happens. I created the Delegation Roadmap to help me understand six types of early childhood business tasks and then identify who would be best suited to I, for me to delegate those tasks to. Now, once this system is in place, it becomes easier and easier with every task that arises. The Early Childhood Business Made Easy podcast episode number six goes over this in detail. Go check it out and download the Delegation Roadmap. Delegation is a process and it requires time and training. Like most things, it may take a couple of times to get it right. Your goal is to develop passionate, proficient team members who you can trust with each task. And this will happen only when you create that trust building process. 
One of our Shine members, Sarah, she started by assigning her assistant some administrative duties. She was so surprised at the relief she felt, allowing her to focus on aspects she truly enjoyed. Just offloading a few key tasks, well, it made all the difference. I know for me personally, I have offloaded our parent newsletters, our attendance taking, our billing, and it has made a huge difference and allows me to focus on some of the things that I enjoy more like the marketing. Okay, let's talk about the second key, time management. If you own or manage an early child business, you know all too well how challenging each day can be with all those tiny fires that keep coming up. Every day brings a new fire to put out, obstacles to overcome, drama to squash, all the things that can create a sense of stress and chaos if not controlled. Oftentimes, we leave at the end of the day feeling completely burnt out from how hard we've worked, but also feel that we've accomplished nothing from our to-do list for that day. Anyone else out there? We have no control over the time in our day and rarely get to spend it on the things that we truly enjoy doing in our business. However, it is possible to find more time freedom by implementing some strategies and a process. And that's what we're talking about today. So number one, examine your attitude. Just like goal setting, just like work-life balance, you can successfully find more time freedom when you understand you have control over your daily activities. This is your attitude and what you think about things. Take ownership of your schedule instead of fighting against it. Pivoting your mindset to embrace that time, it's on your side where you start on the right path. Begin to practice controlling the chaos instead of trying to eliminate it altogether. Really look at your calendar. Look at your day. Where can you do the things that you want to do and have others do the things you don't? Number two, analyze how you're spending your time. One of the biggest keys to finding more time freedom is analyzing how you spend your day. Now, I know this seems like a lot of work, but it really isn't. It just takes a day or two. Write down what you do when you do it. A time log can make you aware of the time you're wasting. For one week, at least two days, record your daily activities and how long they take you in just a simple notebook. You may find that there are tasks you can combine, reorder, delegate, or just get rid of altogether. Number three, use the time management buckets. Divide your tasks into one of four categories to help you prioritize. Important or urgent, Important, non-urgent, not important, urgent, not important, not urgent. Put those tasks in those areas and really those not important, non-urgent, maybe you can get rid of them altogether. Number four, follow the two-minute rule. This is key. This is such an easy, easy, simple thing to do, but I promise you many of us are not doing it. If it is something that will take less than two minutes, go for it. Get it checked off. You will feel good and ready to focus on something that will take longer. Create boundaries and respect them though. If it's something that isn't gonna take longer and you need that dedicated time, create a boundary around it. Establish clear work hours and stick to them. Use tools and strategies like the time blocking and prioritization to ensure your work time is productive. You have to invest in what I call your tiger time. This is dedicated, uninterrupted time to complete specific tasks you made to do or have been putting off. This greatly increases your productivity. It is tiger time because you have to fiercely protect it, just like a tiger protects her babies. It's easy to say, I have just too many fires to deal with today. I just don't have time. When you do that, you are setting yourself up to fail and you are telling the world you are not worth it. 
You are worth it, my friend, and you deserve to have a little concentrated time each day or each week to feel more of that time freedom. Be sure to check out episode number 48 of the Early Childhood Business Made Easy podcast and the time value assessment you can download. Again, take that concentrated time. One of the things that I do that is really helpful is I take a sticky note. For example, when I'm working on something specific and I put it on my door and I put tiger time. When I put tiger time on the door, my team knows I am focused on something. Even if I have 30 minutes just to knock out a social media post or maybe two hours to do the monthly billing, whatever the case may be, whatever I'm working on, I make sure I let my team know this is my dedicated time. So be sure to find that for yourself because the constant interruptions, the constant stopping and starting, it is going to drive you crazy. Lastly, we're going to talk about self-care. Now, this, my friend, is not selfish. It is necessary. It is crucial for us to remember that we cannot pour from an empty cup. Prioritize your well-being physically and emotionally. Taking care of one's physical, emotional, and mental well-being is essential for maintaining energy and motivation. This can include activities such as getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and practicing mindfulness or meditation. Take breaks. Taking regular breaks throughout the day can help you stay focused, productive, and reduce stress. Just step away from your work for a few minutes to take a stretch or a walk around the block or simply just relax with a treat in your chair. Whatever it might be, take a little break when you need to. Establishing a solid morning routine. Start by setting specific me time in your schedule. Waking up early and taking some time for yourself before the demands of the day set in can help you start the day with focus and attention. Now, I hear you, my friend. I have three children and there have been days where I can barely get out the door without even a thought of thinking of myself. So I get it. But now, Every morning, I simply take three minutes, and if I am super swamped and I just don't have time, I will literally sit there and drink my cup of coffee mindfully and purposely for three minutes, knowing that that is my me time. And that is what I've done to help me focus on myself. That little cup of coffee and three minutes of peace in the morning, well, it really can help you feel more prepared and energized for the day ahead. I promise you, find something for yourself and try it. Put your family first. Again, as a mother of three beautiful daughters, I face this challenge every single day. Whenever possible, be mindful of when you're making decisions about your business and your family. If you choose your family, will your business burn down? Probably not. Maybe a parent will just have to wait an extra day because you've chosen not to miss that soccer game or leave work early. Yes, that parent will just have to wait. I am giving you permission to choose your family first. Because remember, they are a parent too. They don't want to sacrifice their children. Nine out of 10 times, they will understand. And if they don't, they may not be a customer you choose to do business with. I know that might be hard to hear. And people, it's a new concept. But especially for many of you type A operators out there, it might feel a little scary. But I promise you that when you put out into the world what you want for yourself, those are the customers you're going to attract. Now, I go into far more detail in our Shine membership and our preschool business blueprint courses, but I am a big believer. You define the customer you want and you start attracting those and you let go of the ones that are creating the chaos in your business. By taking care of yourself, you will be better able to handle the demands of daily life and be more productive in the long run. You'll be more excited to do the work necessary to grow the easy business you lead into the profitable time freedom business 
you deserve. So get started today by giving yourself some easy wins. To help you, we've created a self-care checklist with some great ideas and a worksheet for you to brainstorm some of your own. You will find the checklist at kellypeak.com where this episode info is located. Download it now and start seeing results. These insights are vital for your time freedom journey. It is time to stop sacrificing your own family and your joy to make a difference in the lives of other families. As an early childhood business operator, it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day demands of your business. There are always new challenges to overcome, tasks to complete, and deadlines to meet. But as much as you love your work, you can't help feeling burnt out and unfulfilled. Maintaining balance isn't just about lessening the stress. It's about enhancing your ability to run your business successfully. When you're at peace personally, you're more focused, decisive, and you create more. You're more creative. Again, being at peace means finding an understanding of what your level of balance means. And remember, balance isn't a destination. It's a journey of continuous learning and adjustment. So as we wrap up, I urge you to start today. Delegate a task, set a boundary, do something for you. Little steps today, big strides tomorrow, my friend. So I have shared some of those strategies about work-life balance, and chances are you have more questions related to delegating and maybe self-care. So don't forget about that those extra resources I talked about in the podcast episode today and the self-care checklist at kellypeak.com. So we hope that this episode brought you a fresh new perspective on the importance of putting in a little time and effort for that bigger payoff in the end. When you take a little time to care for yourself, you are nurturing you, your family, and your business. You will be spending less time on those little daily fires. You are gonna be doing more things that bring you more joy in your life. And more success in your business. So be sure to check out our free new resource at kellypeak.com, the Early Childhood Business Operations Framework Flight Plan, where you will find a six-step plan and amazing strategies to nurture and grow your profitable EC business. Also, hopefully you already know about our six-week back-to-school revenue roadmap challenge that's happening right now. It is the six weeks in six days back-to-school challenge where we hope to help you fill your building this fall. We're counting the weeks down to a fabulous back-to-school. Take care and have a great week. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. Are you ready to take your early childhood business to the next level? Then head over to kellypeak.com to join a community of other early childhood professionals who are ditching the chaos and the overwhelm and creating a business they love. I can't wait to see you there. Bye for now.